This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hello, everybody. It's Thursday, March 10th. Welcome to another edition of the Round Ball Stew. I'm your host, Steve Alexander, and with me, as always, is Raphael Johnson. Raph, how are you doing? Doing well, are you? I am good. Uh, thank goodness that producer Adam was here to write the ship. I forgot they hit the go live button, apparently. <laughs> but here we are. We are live. 12 games on Wednesday night, Raph. Mm-hmm. Pretty intense. A lot of stuff to cover. Before we get to that, though... I wanted to throw out a couple of things. Did you happen to catch uh, Straub and I on Monday when we had a special guest on our podcast? I did not get to listen to it, but I did hear about who was on the, the show. We had Gabe, the mm-hmm. creator of the Purtle NBA player guessing game on the show with us. And one of the things he said was how disappointing it is and frustrating it is when someone like in another time zone or another country who's ahead of, of time uh, ends up sharing the that day's answer with him or other people. And we're like, yeah, that kind of stinks when that happens. Well, yesterday morning, I woke up to a tweet from a guy, and he was all fired up because he had just played Purtle for the first time. He got the answer. He took a – you know, he shared it with me and tweeted it to me. And usually when you do that, there's like – it just shows you that you got it. It doesn't yeah. give away the answer, but mm-hmm. somehow he connected – the picture of Alperin Shengun to it. And I just instinct, he was like, thanks for turning me on to this game. This is cool. And I instinctively just retweeted it. And oh, as soon as I man. did it, I was like, oh man, I just ruined the game for like, who, who knows how many people. So I unretweeted it as fast as I could, but I still got, still got a tweet like, man, I really wish you would not have retweeted that. Yeah. It just ruined the game for me. But so anyway, if you're going to share your results, don't share the answer. Just share mm-hmm. the fact that you got it. And also, Ralph, my household, we're usually the first people to know what the answer is because everybody in my house starts sending each other results at like 12.01, like one minute after midnight mm-hmm. uh, because I've raised a family of vampires. But yes. speaking of Alperin Shengun, all right, so – he was the Purtle answer yesterday and then went off for his best game ever. So is there possibly a link to being the Purtle answer and having a big night, like sort of the opposite of the Madden jinx? Do you think it's possible? Like maybe maybe Shengun was like, man, I'm the Purtle answer of the day. Had a little extra pep in his step yesterday. Was feeling good getting to the arena. His boys are all like, man, you were the answer. Yeah, I, I, we can go with that. I think the, the more logical answer, obviously, is that Christian Wood was out. And therefore, Steven Silas had no ability to kind of uh, ration Sengun's minutes. So he had to play 40 minutes last night in an overtime game. He beat the Lakers, who, if not for their draft situation, you would pretty much say just shut it down. But because of their lack of draft picks, they have to go all out to get into the playoffs. And... It's just a disaster. 
And they're one of the teams that the league should not put on national television anymore this season because we don't need to see any more of this. Ban them from live TV. Yeah. Well, the, cra- the crazy thing about that Lakers-Rockets game last night is it turned out to be a really good game, really fun mm-hmm. game to watch. The Rockets came out and scored – well, uh, Jalen Green came out and scored the first seven points of overtime, and then uh, Kevin Porter Jr. hit a three-pointer that they later waved off, but then Eric Gordon hit a three-pointer. They ended up opening up a 10-point lead before the Lakers even scored in overtime and the game was over. But if you look at the box scores for that game, the Rockets were all young guys going crazy. Like Jalen Green had a career-high 32. Josh Christopher came off the bench, had 21 points, three triples. KAPJ, Kevin Porter Jr. had a double-double, even though he didn't shoot it well. He didn't turn it over much either. K.J. Martin had a big game with three threes. Shangun went nuts. Are we finally to the point where – Silas is going to start letting the kids play and stop worrying about getting these veterans minutes. I think so. And I hope so. And in light of what we watched from him last night, Shangun, we've all been on this like roller coaster with him fantasy wise. And you kind of feel like Michael Corleone in the Godfather three, like just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. And I think that's where we are with Shangun. Like you have to roll with him in fantasy at this point. Because there's really no reason for him to not play 30-plus at this stage in the season. Christian Wood, look, he puts up numbers, but in terms of what they're trying to rebuild, I don't think it's working. Like, he gets his numbers, but how does it impact winning? And I think that's what Houston really needs to be looking for. And playing these young guys and letting them get this experience, I think that's the way to go. Yeah, and the only problem, like just like with what you said, you're like, there's no reason for Silas not to play Shingun yeah. now. But we've been literally saying that for two months. <laughs> like we've said that exact same statement for two months. So I'm still not convinced that we're out of the woods yet. But watching that game, and also it's worth noting how well the Lakers played. Westbrook yeah. had a great game. Mm-hmm. LeBron had a great game. Uh, Malik Monk played really well. Like the the Lakers played pretty well. They just got beat. And hopefully, I think the Rockets have what seventeen wins this season. Hopefully, that yeah. is the turning point where Silas is finally like, okay, maybe I can even win some games mm-hmm. with just playing the kids. And let's let's let Christian Wood have tonight off. Let's have. Eric Gordon have the next night yeah. off and just let's play the kids, man. Like, I just hope that's where we're at. I mean, last night was a clear sign that they aren't going to embarrass themselves. I think that's kind of the fear when you go all in with young players, like we saw with Portland last night, where they just look completely overmatched. That wasn't the case with Houston. So, yeah, I agree with you. This should be the time where they just go all in with the kids, but we'll see. And- and Jalen Green last night. I mean, I, I think we need to mention him as mm-hmm. as Jared was. I, dude, it's so ridiculous. I'm playing Jared in both of the NBC leagues this week. He beat you last week in one yeah. of them, uh, or I'd be playing you. And then I, I, I'm i just like innocently trying to go find some player news on the Edge news page. And there's Jared's face pops up on the video <laughs> screen. And he starts talking about, yeah, I'm going to beat Doc this week. And. J- uh, Jalen Money Green. He's uh, he's just going crazy about Jalen Money Green, uh, and uh, it just it's just oh, it just kills me. It kills me, yeah. Ralph. But Jalen Money Green last night was money. Like mm-hmm. that kid was feeling it, 
And I think all of his, all four of his three pointers came in the fourth quarter and overtime. It seemed like um, he got in one of those Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Zen things where he couldn't miss, and you just yeah. knew when he when he pulled up, it was going in. And he looked amazing. That I think was a turning point for him as well. And uh, at this point, I think Dennis Schroeder is is probably cooked. Yeah, Jalen's been playing well since the All-Star break. You think about it. The games really seem to slow down for him, and he's been efficient. You know, you'd like to see a bit more, maybe even get like a steal a game or something like that. But the scoring and the way in which he's doing it has been really good to see you know, coming out of the All-Star break. Yeah, he's been playing well, but I mean, last night was other level. Like it, that was a that was a turning point. Like it almost looked like he might have been the answer to Pirtle. I'm just kidding, of course. <laughs> uh, okay, so moving on, Luka Doncic had a decent line. The Mavericks got absolutely destroyed by the Knicks, by your Knicks. I'm surprised you didn't have this at the top of the list, Ralph, honestly. Since, since your Knicks are hot, they've won three in a row. Julius mm-hmm. Randle is suddenly back. Cares. Um, Emmanuel quickly is my favorite Nick in the last five years probably. But back to Luka Doncic for a second. He picked up his 14th technical foul. Um Last night, if you get 16 technical fouls, you are suspended for one game. Now, he picked up a couple technical fouls last week, and they asked him, I watched the interview, they're like, are you going to get to 16 and get suspended? He's like, absolutely not. No way that could ever happen. That's not me. I, I won't let that happen. But the, the reality is, is he picks up a technical foul about every four and a half games. And there are still 16 regular season games left in the Mavericks season. So let's say he gets one more uh, by a week from now. And then he's got three weeks left where he can only get, he can't have another technical. I don't know if he can do it, Rob. He whines and complains so much. And I love, I love Luca. You guys know this, but he's, he's constantly just, griping with the refs like do you think he could possibly go from now until the middle of april without picking up two more texts i don't think he can um you, you mentioned the rate at which he picks up technical fouls and he's got a reputation at this point you know uh, within the league and especially amongst officials where he's not going to be given that leeway to argue calls or even discuss calls that some other star players get and the tough thing for fantasy managers is that your other options on that roster are both widely rostered. You know, Jalen Brunson, Spencer Dinwiddie, they're both high 70s, if not low 80s in the case of Dinwiddie in terms of roster percentages. So if he gets suspended, you're in a really tough spot if you have him on your roster because it's not like you're going to be able to go out and find someone on that team to pick up the, the slack usage-wise. Yeah, and I mean – I. I just I hope it doesn't happen. I hope because yeah. Luca's pretty chill. Like he in the interview, he's like, "Yeah, off the court, man, I'm just laid back and chill. Like I just don't get I don't get worked up about anything." But on the court, like he he thinks he gets fouled and he just loses his mind. He can't he can't stop himself. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. It's going to be very interesting to see if he can pull this off. But I have my doubts. Like if I was in Vegas right now and you could bet on. Luca getting a one-game suspension or not for technical fouls, I would be uh, betting that he is yeah. going to get a, a game off. I hope he doesn't because especially if it happens like next week in the middle of – in the next two weeks, it's in the middle of uh, fantasy championships and 
losing Luca for one game is enough to cost you a season. Yeah, a quick look at their schedule here. They play three games next week, four the following week, and then four the next. So if it were to happen during a four-game week, maybe you can survive that because you still get three. But if it were to have somehow happen next week, and you only get two games out of them. Yeah, that could very well knock your team out of the fantasy playoffs. It could. And let's say that next week in one of those one of those games, he loses his mind on a call and gets teed up and then gets even more mad about it right then. He gets double teed up. Then yeah. that's it. Mm-hmm. You lose him for that game plus the next game. Like It's just scary. Luca, remain calm. Be <laughs> chill. Do not argue with these guys. They don't want to hear it. They don't care. Yeah. And nor do your fantasy managers. Devin Booker had 23 points, eight boards, nine assists, two steals, two blocks, four triples, in 33 minutes in his return from protocols, your guy, who you you warned me last week, uh, Rob, you said you're going to regret not getting campaign on your team, and I, I sort of do. Mm-hmm. Um, campaign had 11 points, 10, 10 assists. He's been, he was playing well before that. Problem is campaign hurt his ankle last night, yeah. and I don't know. I think he might miss a game. Uh, Booker looked awesome. Campaign looked great, but he got hurt. And then Landry Shamet came back to earth with eight points because Booker's back. Like yeah. if I have Shamet on my team, he's gone. I'm done. Mm-hmm. You? I think the pain injury kind of complicates things a bit because pain, if pain misses time, um, then Booker, you assume, would be on the point more. Maybe we see a little bit more out of Aaron Holiday. But I think in the past, they've been willing to give Booker the ball and let him run the show. He had nine assists last night. So maybe that would save Shamit to a certain extent because they're also without Cam Johnson. But, yeah, I lean more towards dropping Shamit, you know, even with the campaign injury. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, if campaign is going to miss the next game, um, maybe you hang on to Shamit yeah, for one more. <laughs> it depends on what's available on your on your wire and what, what you've got going on. On your team, I guess that could go either way. But generally speaking, with Devin Booker back, it's Shamit's Shamit's run is over. Marcus Morris had literally one of the best games of his career last night, Roth, and I loved it because I am using him in most of my leagues. I've got him going against Jared Johnson right now. He had 27 points, eight boards, four assists, steal a block, three triples. Um, Reggie Jackson has just been killing it. 31, seven assists, five triples. They wrote those guys, both of those guys kind of put that team on their back at the end of that game. I think they closed on like an 11, nothing run to win by six. Um, Morris is rostered in 58% of Yahoo leagues, which means he's probably available in some leagues where guys are still in the playoffs. So, um, I'm all in on Marcus Morris. Now, I don't – we're probably not going to see him put up a line like that again anytime soon. I think he hit 10 of 15 shots. So, yeah. But I'm still all in on, on Marcus Morris. How about you? I think at this point I, I'm in, but I'm not too enthusiastic about it. <laughs> you know, he, he's going to have to be – he's obviously been a key scoring option for them. The issue has been the inconsistency. Um, so he could very well lay an egg his next time out. I agree with you. He's not going to put up 27 and 8 on a you know, semi-consistent basis. But if he can get like 17 and 8 with a couple of three-pointers, you know, 
couple assists, maybe a steal and a block. I think he'll take that. But, yeah, it, it would probably be well into the 60s rostered-wise in terms of the percentage at this point. Well, he plays two games the remainder of this week, and then the schedule gets bad after that because they play yeah. three times next week. And then the week after that, they only play two times. So that's not that's not ideal. So I think if you're gonna if you're gonna ride Morris Wise hot, you do it for the rest of this week and and maybe into next week. But but then I think it's it's you can probably move on at that point. Talk about a blowout, Rob. That Blazers loss was one for the ages, right? They they didn't do anything. No one on the team did anything except maybe Trenton Watford had 22 points, three boards, block, and a three-pointer. This dude's available in more than 80% of Yahoo leagues. Like, do you, I mean, I kind of feel like Trenton Watford is an automatic ad right now, especially with Portland going four, 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 four to end, to end the season. They, they only have four game weeks left. Yeah. He's, he's an automatic ad for sure. Um, Cause who else are they going to play for one? They've got a lot of injuries and not a lot of talent. And they committed to him, giving him a, a standard NBA contract earlier this season. So it's, he's clearly a guy that they'd like to see more of. So, yeah, he should be picked up. Um, I rolled the dice on Brandon Williams in DFS last night, and that did not go well. But I still think, you know, guys like him and Watford, maybe even Keon Johnson. I know he came off the bench last night, but some of those younger guys might as well take a shot on him because – Portland, I don't think they want to be in the play-in tournament because they're not going to get much out of it. So get that lottery pick and try to rebuild around Dame as they said they were at the trade deadline. Yeah, I think Wofford's automatic uh, pickup, especially with that schedule. And really, you throw last night's box score out the window and kind of look objectively at some of those young guys on the team. LB is probably a decent pickup right right now. Like you said – we don't know what they're going to do with Anthony Simons. I mean, I, I pray they play Simons, but if they don't, then Brandon um, – what's his last name? Brandon Williams. Yeah, Williams. Uh, he's automatic. So there's there's a lot about that Portland schedule and those Portland youngsters, and they don't want to be – they don't want to make the playoffs. So you should be all in on Blazers right now. Aaron Wiggins of the OKC Thunder had 25 points, nine boards, five assists. He had five triples. Career night for him. Uh, he was returning from an injury, right, Ralph? Yes. I believe it was an ankle, if I'm not mistaken. Do you feel like the Thunder are on the verge of maybe shutting Shea Gilgis-Alexander down again and letting Wiggins go off? Or do you think do you think SGA is going to finish out the season? Um. I think Shea's going to – I don't think – I don't know if they're going to shut him down completely. But I think at least in the short term, his minutes may be capped to a certain extent because they obviously know what they have in him. But you, you don't want to – I don't think you want to completely put him on ice if he isn't actually injured. Um, he'd been on a roll before last night. So I think it's more about him just kind of coming – not really coming back to earth, but – Everyone's going to have a night like he had last night. I, I expect him to bounce back, but I don't think he's a full-on shutdown candidate just yet. Maybe another week or two, but, yeah, not right now. The night that we're speaking of for SGA was 2 of 15 for eight points. Uh, he had been on fire before that. And I'm with you, man. I don't I don't want the Thunder to shut him down. I don't 
think they're going to shut him down, but I just don't know with the Thunder. Like, I didn't think Josh Giddy was a shutdown candidate, but you know, I, I saw those notes came out the other day. It's like Lou Dort done for the season, Josh Giddy done for the season, da, 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 done for the season. Like, I think Giddy Giddy's still available. Oh, it was Giddy Giddy? Yeah, he did. It was Ty Jerome and Mike Muscala were the other two. Ty Jerome, Mike Muscala, and Lou Dort. It was yeah. not uh, Josh Giddy. My bad. Although. It feels like he's sort of yeah. close. He's on the brink. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think Aaron Wiggins, uh, he's a DFS guy right now. Like, you play him in DFS if you're feeling good. I don't know that you have to have him on your fantasy roster right now, but he was great. He was great last night. OKC, by the way, and Pokushevsky, they go four games next week, then three, then four, then four. Uh, look at that. We made it through a podcast. Well, we're not done yet, but we almost made it through without talking about Pokushevsky. And we're not going to talk about him. I just said his name. Uh, Gabe Vincent, rough last night with five points and one triple in 30 minutes. Started for Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler was out with some congestion. I think Caleb Martin was a possible pickup if if Butler's going to miss time, but he got hurt last night. Mm -hmm. Vincent didn't do anything. I tell you what, I feel really good about my – dumping Kyle Lowry move and going with Monty Morris instead because Morris has been balling out. He did it again last night. And Kyle Lowry, first game back, he did nothing. And the next game back, he had 10 assists, but just five points, horse shooting. First of all, I don't think Jimmy Butler is going to be out long enough for for us to be able to make pickups, right? Like he's he's not going to miss much time. And then with Caleb going down, who is is there a Jimmy replacement that you see with Miami? Maybe a Max Struess, um, but I would feel better about Gabe Vincent if he were replacing Kyle Lowry as opposed to Jimmy Butler, just because he'd be on the ball. We've seen him have some good performances while Lowry was out, so I'm not too surprised that he he had a rough night, you know, playing alongside Lowry in that starting lineup last night. Yeah, I want to see Gabe Vincent play point guard, not not small forward or shooting guard. Like it's sort of like the <laughs> so like the um, Alec Burks thing in New York, mm-hmm. like put the guy, he's a six man. He's not a starting point. Yeah. Whatever. Fred Van Vliet came back last night for the Raptors, balled out 26 points, three triples. Pascal Siakam seemed to benefit a little bit. Scotty Barnes played really well. You look at the bigs on this team. Chris Boucher, like two games ago, went nuts. Like your whole Godfather part three. I try to get out, but they keep sucking me back in. Like Boucher had one of those games where everybody's like, oh boy, here we go again. And then he plays 12 minutes last night, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then Kim Birch is, has been making noise. What did he do? 17 minutes last night. And then Precious yeah. Achua led the way. He's, he played 21 minutes out of that group, had 13 points and three triples. Now, back when the Raptors had that five game week last week, I was all on the Achua bandwagon. Mm-hmm. I was all in. But with these guys all splitting minutes, you never know which one of them is going to do something from night to night. The schedule is not five games anymore. It's it's three this week, four next week, and then three the week after that. That's not great. I think I'm done with Achua, unless he just starts blowing up every single night. Yeah, I don't really care for any of them. I think Achua might actually be the best of the three. I know that Boucher has the upside that has tantalized fantasy managers for a couple of years now, but there seems to be a clear disconnect between 
what he's able to do and what Nick Nurse wants him to do. And I think that's a big reason why his minutes have kind of been so volatile throughout the course of the season. So I'm not dealing with him. Birch is starting, but he, I don't know, he just seems like a guy who would give you six fouls and a couple rebounds, and that's about it. Um, so if I were to go on with anyone, it would be a Chua, but you mentioned the schedule. That's probably why I'd stay away from all three of them. Yeah, and like I said, like for that six game or five game week last week, I was I was pretty psyched to have a Chua, mm-hmm. and he came through. He played pretty well. Uh, but now with the schedule and the the timeshare and the uncertainties, I'm, I don't really want to mess with any of them. Jason Tatum had a monster night, forty four points, six triples. Uh, Derek White, who is available in leagues, had eleven points, eight assists, two steals, three blocks, three pointer. That's a pretty big fantasy line right there. Why do you think that happened, and what are you going to do about it? I think it happened because of the opponent. Charlotte's been a team that opposing players have been able to put good fantasy lines up against all season long. They play at a high pace. They can be a bit loose with the basketball at times, and that kind of plays into the hands of of opposing players. Uh, Derek White being one of the most recent to benefit from that. I think he is what the Celtics were somehow hoping they would get out of Dennis Schroeder when they signed him. Obviously, Dennis isn't that type of player, and ultimately it didn't work out, so they traded him to Houston. But Derek White is a much better fit for this roster and their ambitions than Schroeder was. And I know this isn't a fantasy take, but I think Boston's really going to make some noise in the playoffs. Nice. I like it. And Derek White, Derek White's a very good basketball player. Like if he, if he was featured somewhere, he would put up some, some big numbers, but he's, he's never really been able to just be the guy. Like when he was in San Antonio, he was part of a three headed point guard. And now he's in Boston where he's sort of buried, but he's, he's a, he's a good player. Mason Plumlee, 30 minutes, seven points, 15 boards, three blocks against the Celtics. Montrez Harrell had 10.7 boards. Uh, he's he's pretty much rostered everywhere. Are you willing to take a – oh, also on the Derek White thing, they're in the middle of a three-game week. They play three games next week, three yeah. games the week after that. That makes it tricky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlotte, middle of a three-game week right now, three games next week. That's who we're talking about with Mason Plumley. Do you want Mason Plumley on your team for three games next week, Roth? No. Um, I don't either. First game's Oklahoma City. They don't have a, a true center, but you got Darius Baisley. You can kind of wreak some havoc in the role that they use him in. You're talking about Atlanta with Clint Capella. They round out the week with Dallas. Dallas doesn't have like a true center, but they got Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleba. Those can be tough matchups too. So, yeah, definitely not rolling the dice on Palmy in three-game week. Ralph, would you rather have DeMarcus Cousins – backing up Nikola Jokic next week for four games or Mason Plumley for three games? Ooh, I think I'm going to go. That's tough because you don't know. I don't know how much Cousins is going to play. What's he going to get, like 15, 17 minutes? Yep. You know, I think with Plumley, at least you have a shot of getting up to 30. So I would probably lean Plumley, even though he plays one less game. But it wouldn't I, be a great choice. I would probably go Cousins just because of the extra game. And at this point, I think if you guys are in head-to-head matchups, when you're making moves and and plotting out next week, you've got to look at games played because yeah. just because Derek White is available and looks like a better player than, you know, pick somebody, uh, 
it doesn't necessarily mean that's who you want to roll with. And also, we were talking about Miami. They only go two times next week. So mm-hmm. that's a rough that's a rough uh, roll of the dice for Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo mm-hmm. and Tyler Harrow because that that's painful. They're the only team that plays twice next week. Everybody else plays three or four times. Uh, DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine both led the Bulls. Uh, past Detroit, they came back and won that game at the end. They got they got kind of lucky. Vooch has got a hamstring issue. Had to get stretched out during the game. Has missed time with it. He's they're they're sort of being careful with him right now, and they should because they they need him healthy for the playoffs. Yeah. Like, are you worried about Vooch going forward? Yeah, whenever I hear hamstring, I'm always concerned, uh, just because those are injuries that. They can be tricky in terms of the amount of rest that you need to make sure there are no flare-ups. And it doesn't take much to really aggravate an injury like that. So he played 29 minutes, which is good. If he can stay in the high 20s or maybe even low 30s, you'll definitely take that from a fantasy standpoint. But, yeah, hamstring injuries are always a concern. Luckily, the Bulls play Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So there's no back-to-backs over their next four. Then they go Monday and Tuesday on March 21st and March 22nd. They also go Monday and Tuesday on March 28th and March 29th. And they go Tuesday and Wednesday on April 5th and April 6th. So they've got three back-to-backs left. The one that's most concerning, I think, is is next Monday and Tuesday. So it'll be interesting to see if he makes it through this week intact. And then we'll have to see what happens after that. Oh, my goodness. Raf, can, can we bring in a special guest? I only need one guess as to who it is. But go ahead, bring him in. It's somebody just showed up out of the blue. Very special guest. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Jalen Money Green's Jalen Money Green! Jalen Money Green's agent <laughs> and president of his fan club, Jared Johnson, is in the house. Doc! What's up? You didn't even put a bid on Kyle Lowry? You waving that white flag right now? Why would I put a bid on that? <laughs> I just cut. What are you? I don't even know what you're talking about right now. You dropped Kyle Lowry in the league that we're going up against each other at the beginning of the week, and he and was free. He's done nothing. He's you he's gave terrible. him to me for free. Well, you gave me Sadiq Bay for free, and I'm plus six three, dominating right now, feeling good. Hey, you're up. I'll give it to you. You're up in our matchup right now. Well, in one of them, not the other one. Not the other one. Not the. But you don't care about that one. Did you? So say how to Raphael, did, did you say hi to Raphael after you beat him last week? Hello, Raphael. I, I very much appreciate. Uh, it was a solid matchup last week. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, <laughs> uh, Doc wanted me to come in here, talk some Did smack. I Did I really? <laughs> I just want to say Jalen Money Green for the win, Kyle Lowry for the win. I can't believe no one bid on this guy. I had no money because I stupidly picked up OG twice last week. And somehow, just no one wants Kyle Lowry. Uh, Doc is up in threes, boards, dimes, and steals. That's what I need, man. That's what I need. Now, which league did you pick 
Lowry up in. I'm so and the one you care about. And oh, the live one where I'm up six three right now. Yeah, but it's close. I know, and you have four more games than me left this week. I do. That was a nice. That was a nice ad. Well, I hope you get um, more of the same Lowry that has been happening for the first two games this week. Because if so, uh, I'm not too scared. Show me six triples, ten dimes, and uh, I'll take eight boards, please. Um, Jared, you and I will be letting letting the fans know who wins these matchups on uh, Sunday night at midnight, right? Two o'clock in the morning, we'll be we'll be tweeting that out. We will we will be going deep into the night. I will be track. I have been sweating watching these matchups. Sweating, Doc. Dude, <laughs> this is this is a true story. My my son had a baby. His his wife had a baby at three o'clock this morning, making me a grandpa for the first time. And hey, I could congrats you. Dude, thank you. But I was I was still like pouring through our matchups and trying to <laughs> trying to make moves and figure out the schedule and like i i am extremely concerned about what well, my biggest fear is you taking both of these matchups because i would never i would never be able to live that down i, I would assume your <laughs> biggest fear is losing both of them as well my biggest yeah that would be rough it would be rough see here's the thing doc doc and i have a side agreement. He really cares about the live draft. I really care about the company league. I'm up in the company league. He's up in the live draft. I'm trying to skirt my way in both, uh, but it's tight. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you, Doc. You have me nervous. You my have little, me. My you little have points me league. My little points league team. It's been point, all your, year. Your points league team is nice. Luka Doncic is terrifying. I hope he uh, complains, picks up that technical you were talking about. Get him out of that game. Suspend him for the next one. <laughs> All right. R- Rafa and I have a few more things to clean up here. Are you have you gotten everything out that you needed to that you needed to say? Are you feeling good? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. good. Just wanted to come in here, talk about Kyle Lowry. <laughs> Jalen Money Green. Jalen Money Green. You can go ahead and throw me out now. All right, dude. It was good to see your smiling face, and good luck the rest of the week. Good seeing you. All right, see, see you, brother. Oh, sorry about that, Roth. That was I did not I did not know that was coming. I told him he could come on the show and talk some smack, and then I never heard back from him again. And mm-hmm. suddenly he's just he's just there. Yeah. All right, back to where we were. Uh, Booch, we're worried about Booch's hamstring. Obviously, the back to back situation we kind of covered. I. Now, the other night, Jared and I were shooting back and forth, and um, Beef Stew got hurt, Isaiah Stewart. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, man, I'm so mad. I was going to pick up Marvin Bagley for this week. So I immediately just grabbed Marvin Bagley without thinking about it. Um, and sure enough, Isaiah Stewart's knee is hurt. Bagley started, really didn't do a whole lot. He was more like the old Marvin Bagley with 10 yeah. points, one three-pointer, Six rebounds. Kelly Olenek actually was better with 12, four and four and a three, 20 minutes. Do you trust Marvin Bagley without beef stew? No. Um, <laughs> he's had his moments, but I don't trust him, especially if they're going to use him as a starting center. I would have a better feel for feel about him if he were playing the minutes at power, some minutes at power forward 
alongside Stewart, but that's not happen. That's not going to happen here. So I just feel like both of those guys, Bagley and Olenek, are basically a flip of the coin. You can't really win with either one. I don't know if you can really lose with either one either. So yeah, I don't. Neither one enthuses me. We'll just say that. All right. Let's do this business, and then we got a couple more topics, and then we will get out of here. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Roth, March Madness is officially here. Get your brackets ready by tuning in to Bet the Edge. Brackets and bets, Monday, March 14th at 4 p.m. Eastern on our NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel. Sarah Perlman will be joined by members of our NBC Sports Edge team to break down the best way to wager on the big dance and fill out your brackets. This special edition of Bet the Edge will be available anywhere you get your podcast and will also be loaded into our round ball, round ball stew feed. So get yourself ready for madness. Now, Raf, around these parts, small town I live in, we do, I still do the hand brackets. Like you mm-hmm. fill out your bracket by hand and hand it to me with some cash, and then I have this big stack of paper that I carry around with me for a month. Uh, do you do any old-school paper brackets, or are you strictly uh, online? No, we're strictly online. I'm not correcting the thing on, on by hand. Well, let's computers <laughs> handle that. Yeah, I, I grade a lot of stuff by hand because most of the people that I play with don't want to do it on a computer. All right. Anyway, Johnny Collins last night, I have him in my matchup against Jared. He was 0 for 9. He had, what, two points, 19 minutes. What is going on? The Hawks are, they got worked over by the Bucks as expected. Um, how, how concerned should I be about John Collins? I'd be very concerned. Um, he hasn't looked particularly good since returning from the injury. I don't know. Something just seems off with that team. And the fact that they're trailed by Washington and the Knicks, it's probably why they're going to wind up in the play-in tournament anyway. But I, I just feel like that's a team that it's not really trending in the right direction right now. And I don't know about them. I, I think Collins, you obviously keep him since he's still going to be starting. But I don't know. If this were earlier in the season, 
you know, it may be an opportunity maybe to buy low, but I don't know if I'd be too thrilled about holding on to him, um, given the way that he's played recently. Like, here's the question, Ralph. On, on like a 10-game Friday night when everybody's playing, if you have 11 guys, would you potentially bench John Collins? Uh, yeah, I probably would. Hmm. I'm gonna have to look into that. Man, he was bad last night, and the Hawks have been bad. Like they, they were, they went through a really bad stretch, and everybody was jumping off the bandwagon. They're like, "This team's not gonna do it." Then they went on like a two-game winning streak where they actually looked good and looked like they had figured it out, turned it around, and now everything is just bad again. So, I'm not convinced they're even gonna make the playoff, the play-in tournament. I, I hope they do, but I don't, I don't know the way things are going, man. The I think suddenly look good. I don't think the Knicks are going to get there. I think they're too far back. And Washington as a starting center grabbed all of one rebound last night. So I can't really put my faith in the Wizards either. Uh, Ralph, there's there's talk that Brooke Lopez may be back. Do you know when he's supposed to be back for the Bucks? I don't either. I'm, I'm not. Still no timeline. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. St- I'm not really worried about him uh, coming in and buzz killing Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis, by the way. One of the unsung heroes in fantasy this season, I, I would say, like he was probably a waiver wire pickup. He was a late late round draft pick. He had twenty what twenty three and fifteen, a couple blocks and four triples against the Hawks. Of course, that happened against the Hawks. But man, he's just been awesome, and uh, I don't think there's any reason to worry about Bobby yeah. Portis. I, I even if even if Brook Lopez were to come back right now, I don't feel like the Bucks would automatically just throw him back out there. Yeah, I think their concern with Brooke is making sure he's ready for the playoffs. You know, not so much the end of the regular season. If you can get him some minutes here and there, that's fine. But I think the guy who ends up losing out is Serge Ibaka. You know, Portis should be fine. Um, speaking of the Bucks, that playoff schedule is brutal. And I'm sure that there's some Giannis um, managers out there who are who are sad right now. I don't know. They play four times this week, which is which is – oh, actually, they're in the middle of a three-game week. I was looking at the wrong team. Middle of a three-game week, and then they play three games next week and three games the week after that. So that's that's pretty brutal if you've got Middleton or Giannis or Bobby Portis. So, uh, Ralph, we only got to about half of the stuff we wanted to get to today. Are, is there anything we did not touch on that you feel the need to address? I feel like we need to address Malik Beasley. Um, 11 three-pointers, 33 points, five rebounds, and an assist. I'm kind of wondering, because I I was on the bandwagon early, then hopped off, um, because he really wasn't doing too much in that six-man role earlier this season. But I'm starting to wonder if he could have value and potentially be a difference maker for fantasy playoff rosters, given the way that he's played. Recently, um, they were without Patrick Beverly and Jared Vanderbilt last night, so he got to start. Even with Anthony Edwards back, made his return play 25 minutes. If you're in a league where three-pointers is a category, you need points and threes, I think Malik Beasley is an appealing pickup right now, given his recent play. That game last night was pretty special. 11 three-pointers, 33 points. Like We knew he had this in him. We just haven't seen it very much this season. Maybe they need to let Beasley play more the rest of the way and, and maybe let Beverly chill out a little bit. Vando, Vando's been hurting yeah. us. Um, he, he just has not been very good. 
I'm I'm actually fine with letting Vanderbilt go. Yeah, Beasley, man. If he's if he's sitting out there in the league, I think he's worth a look. They only go three times next week, but then they go four times the week after that. So, Roth, before we go, I just my my thing that I have think we need to get out there is is Tony Snell. Tony Snell's brilliant start for Brandon Ingram last night, uh, scoreless with one rebound and two steals in 31 minutes. I think that's all we got. We're we're out of time. We're out of time. Uh, Jared came in and and ate up some of our time. So yeah. All right, Ralph. Well, I will see you next Thursday, and then I'll see everybody else tomorrow for waiver wired, and then Stroop and I'll be here Monday, and then you'll be on the the five by five on Wednesday, right? I actually get next Wednesday off. Day off. So, you doing something? Traveling? Uh, no, I covered this week for Jared, so he's going to be on next Wednesday. Okay. Jared, if you didn't get enough Jared today, he'll be on the 5x5 Wednesday talking more Jalen Money Green. All right, Ralph. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.